0: This is the Simply Home podcast, Ladies Who Build, a podcast for women
1: by women. This is Ashley Wainscott. And Michelle Mullins. After spending the last 10 years revolutionizing the construction industry and raising the bar of the contracting world, we are inviting you on our journey as we continuously learn how to be extraordinary and thrive in this industry. Now come hang with us.
0: Episode eight, it's a party. Is invited to the remodel.
1: Oh my gosh, so fun. <laughs> it's so fun.
0: It's going to be a party. And it's actually very similar to a party in that you need all the parties to be involved in order to have a good party. Yeah. That's a lot And of- what are they bringing to the tape, the party? Yeah. What are they bringing? Yeah. Are they bringing food? Are they bringing drinks? Are they bringing decorations? Are they bringing a caricature artist?
1: Right. You have one, the, one of those for every party. Huh? Oh, I know. I was <laughs> thinking we should have those for every party. Uh, yeah, they all bring something so different. But for us to get a little bit more specific of what we're talking about, that there are quite a few different people that are involved when you're wanting, like if you're thinking about a remodel or you're thinking about an addition. that There's The engineer. Yeah. The engineer is one. The designer. The designer. The architect. The architect. And sometimes they're all involved on a project.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then the GC. And then the GC. Yeah. Yeah. And then we wrap it all up. But then you have other little parties that are like the city and then the trees. Yeah, but nobody wants the city at the party. (laughs) They're the person that no one invited, but somehow they 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 showed up. up.
1: Yeah. And they actually didn't bring anything to the
0: party. (laughs) Or they're married to someone or dating someone. And you're like, oh, well, I have to invite them if Mm -hmm. I invite them. That's the city. It is. It's the city. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they have to be there. They have to be there. And then if you're, in our case, this is snowballing. But in our case, we sometimes bring in a third-party inspector mm-hmm. if we want quality, quality inspections. And we want to know that everything is in line of where it should be. Right? Yeah. Because the more eyes on something, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the designer end of it. So I feel like this is the question we get most often when we get people calling in to work with us. Yeah. Which is like, okay, but why do I need a designer? Yes. Or, I mean, I pretty, they'll say, I pretty much know what I want or I've been Pinteresting and I feel like I have a good idea. And we're like, that's so nice and dandy. I love that you know that because that's definitely part of the process. But that pieces that a designer brings to a process are more around not only design selections, but, like, the functionality of a space. Yeah. Right? Like, they do it every day.
1: They yeah, they know how it's going to be functional. Do you ever have people call in saying, well, I can just be the designer? All the time. Really?
0: All the time.
1: What I think is, I mean, okay, I think people definitely underestimate the importance of a designer and, like, what they truly do, right? So they're not decorators, mm-hmm. which they certainly can be, and they can be great decorators, but that's not really the reason you're pulling them in. A designer is so much more about functionality of your space and can see a space to say, this can make sense here. This works with the flow of your house. This doesn't. Also, in my case, I'm thinking about ideas that I have in my house and a designer would be like, that's actually not great for resale value, which it's so good to have their opinion, right? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just think that looks cute. So I think that there's so much more than just like them having a good decorative eye
0: right it's like they're not just picking things out and calling it a day no and even the easiest part of their job which we all think we can do that just picking things out there's like there can be hundreds of things you have to pick out for your remodel and even for let's just say you're doing a one room project like a bathroom or kitchen you still have you could still have 50 things you have to pick out by the time you do the rough in plumbing, the trim out plumbing, you pick out the shower, the faucets, you pick out the toilet, you pick out if there's any other like rain heads or anything, but then you go to tile and then you have to pick out grout and then you pick out edging options. Right. And then you, I mean, I'm go, I'm moving on and on and then you pick out the vanity and then you pick out paint colors and then you pick out the sheens. I mean, there's so many decisions that if you don't have someone guiding you and saying, I, this actually works really well, or I know you want white grout because it looks really pretty in this picture, but it's not functional at all. And you have children or dogs. you don't have you have yeah. dogs. You don't, have, you don't have the time to clean white mm-hmm. grout, right? And so I feel like they're going to open up this vortex of information and you're going to see the light and be like, oh, my God, thank God they didn't tell me to do that.
1: Mm. What well, like as you were talking to, I'm thinking about as a homeowner, if I wasn't educated, if I've never done a remodel before, I wouldn't know 90% of the words you just said. And oh, so a designer true. would does have understanding of construction knowledge. Like they don't they don't have to know how to build something, but they know the terminology. So they understand what edging looks like. They understand what a bullnose edge is, like, right? So they know this terminology to say, like, okay, I can tell your GC when the GC asks me. For clarification, right? So mm-hmm. um I like I think just knowledge in general is also such a good reason because if you don't know what you're talking about or what the GC is talking about, then you don't want to make a bad decision that you might regret later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think about how much money you're putting into this and then you make a bad decision. I mean, I think about the bad decisions I've made on my house before I thought about the functionality, right? I was just thinking here's tile, that looks pretty, here's grout, that looks cool, right? But then I didn't think about the functionality of certain grout colors on the floor versus the wall. Or if you're buying a marble tile, you have to keep resealing it. And especially if it's like a translucent marble, right? And there's so many factors involved to the maintenance of your remodel that you're not even thinking about. And with your budget in mind, they also, I feel like, guide you and make really good decisions on you know what, with this budget we're thinking about, let's spend your money here and then let's buy cheaper tile here, mm-hmm. right? Like no one would know. Right. And it will look really pretty. And so I feel like they just have that, again, knowledge and wisdom of going through all the projects. And I will say contractors are not designers.
1: Oh, I, well, I was just going to say like, thank goodness we work with such great designers because can you imagine... <laughs> Us making these decisions, it would look like a fun house. Oh, totally. <laughs> it was <would laughs> like a joke. House. It would be a joke. <laughs> it would be such a joke. Um, so it's I mean, so it would be, nice. It would be okay-ish because we've learned from designers Whoa, now. Sure, but I feel like they, yeah, like I guess in that sense. But, but then I'm just taking, like, I, then I'm just copying.
0: Yeah, you know? w- that's all we're doing. Yeah. We're
1: not actually creating.
0: We're not no. creative designers. Do no. not ask us. <laughs> no what we think about something. I mean, I remember a client way back in the day, way back in the day, like first year in business had asked us to paint the outside of her home. And this was one of our first clients that was a client living in her home. She wasn't selling. And she picked out this yellow paint color, right? And she thought it was so pretty on the sample. She loved it. And come the day where we actually start painting, and she's out there, you know, I think we get through majority of the day and she comes out and she sees the yellow color she picked out. And she, I mean, the look on her face was, was pure <laughs> disappointment. It was pure sadness. I mean, what did she expect? It was pure <laughs> disappointment. And she was like, wow, that doesn't look anything like the color sample. And I said, yeah that yeah. can happen yeah you know color samples not the same especially with sunlight it's not, I mean it's not the oh, same on brick on siding, on siding. On, yeah yeah I mean it wasn't that we didn't prime or anything it was just not what she was envisioning so do, you don't need to be that lady you don't you don't have to get through your remodel
1: and and hate and hate it um yeah That was fun to go back and fix. Also to toot a designer's horn, they have a lot of industry connections. So, you know, like they can get discounts at certain places. They know people in town that might have a really unique type of material that you really want that you've never seen before. And so they have a lot of good connections. But also, in addition to their connections, I also believe that they uphold such a high... Like what am I thinking of? Like, like their image. They want to make sure that it's up kept or. Oh yeah, up. their reputation. Mm-hmm. Their reputation. Yeah. So of course, if you're working with a certain designer, they want to make sure that they're referring you to the best of the best, right? So they might, if you don't have a GC or know a GC, they can refer you to one, and you know that they're going to do a good job because obviously design has to look insane once it's done. It's going to mm-hmm. look beautiful, and so the GC has to produce that. So I also think like referrals from designers are usually top-notch people it's so true
0: if you have a top-notch gc like us and vice versa if you have a top-notch designer like many people that we work with if you get referrals to a gc or designer from either of them you know it's good you know it's good because the designer wants a gc that's going to execute their vision and plans how they designed it right right? And they want it done well. Whereas a contractor wants to work with a good designer because they've designed really well and they've thought through all the details and they've made the selections methodically and their plans are, have the correct measurements and they are done well. Yeah. Right. So that means a lot to us. It goes both ways to have parties that know what they're doing. Yeah. Because I I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times we talk to designers we were just talking to one the other day that was saying she got brought in on a project either from the client. Yeah, it was from the client. She got brought in on the project. She doesn't didn't know who the contractor was, and so she doesn't know how it's going to play out, right? Because she doesn't have a working relationship with the contractor, so she doesn't know if they do quality work, if they deliver on time, if there's going to be hiccups, and that makes designers nervous, yeah, right? I'd be nervous. They don't know mm-hmm. and. She told us another story about how the client ended up firing the contractor and it just, you know, it leaves everyone in a tizzy and she doesn't have a relationship so she can't help Mm. with the contractor. So yeah, it's sticky. It just, it makes the process so smooth if you're working with people who want to work with each other and who can trust each other. I'm not saying that designers and contractors can't build new relationships. I think that's always a great thing, but it's a good a good working system when they all
1: can work together. So basically word like <laughs> what we're trying to convey is do not do a project without a designer. I mean to an extent like if it's a honestly I wouldn't even do a bathroom remodel without a designer, but that's just me. And even if you just need a designer to like, yes, this looks great. Yes, your decision is, you know, would work in this space. Like I just know how good they are at what they do and I would never want to like take ownership of that. So in my opinion, I think for any project you would hire a designer. But most definitely if you're doing like large rooms, multiple rooms and additions, without a doubt, you you can't do it without one. I second that.
0: Yeah. And then designer, that kind of snowballs into the difference between the designer and the architect. I always think of the architect getting involved with a full home renovation, if you're really changing the layout of a home, if you're doing an addition, if you're doing an attic build out. I mean anything where you're
1: building a new space, you for sure have to have an architect. Or like right? totally restructuring your existing yeah. home.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The architects you have to have. It's not it's not an option. And usually when you go in from that end, the architect will hire the engineer, right? And they'll manage the engineer, they'll manage the permits, and the contractor comes in early to midway through because again you whether it's a designer, an architect, depending on the size of your project, you don't want to continue and go through the whole project and spend money with a designer or an architect building something that you, you don't have the money to build, right? Yeah. So the contractor should always be involved early in the process, giving you updated estimates as you're changing the design so that you can know okay, is this still feasible, right? If I add wallpaper in all the rooms, is this still in my budget? Or if I change to custom cabinetry, is this still my budget, right? There's all these decisions you can make with a designer and architect that impact your pricing with us
1: and or with a contractor. And that's why it's vital. I always love when we get to work with an architect because they are also so knowledgeable about city codes and what's compliant and what's possible. And they've already looked at like your tree sizes. They've already considered, you know, is there enough space for this addition? Like all of those things they've already considered and drawn out and made possible. So it doesn't have to be discovered while you're doing construction of like, oh, this massive tree's in the way. up. <laughs> you know, like it's not that that would happen, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not something we all have to like think about on top of building. It's really nice that they've already thought about that. And they tell us exactly where to lay things. Mm
0: -hmm. Architects are great at that. And architects in general, I think, think things through from a different perspective. It's Mm -hmm. like all of these people involved think things through from a different perspective of what they know and what they specialize in. And they're all different jobs. So like, You're not going to hire a designer to be a contractor. You're not going to hire an engineer to be a contractor. You're not going to hire us to be an engineer, right? I mean, that you have to be, you have to go to school for and have a license and things. The same thing with architects. Mm -hmm. And actually most designers who call themselves interior designers actually go to school. Yeah. Or certifications. yeah. Yeah. It's just contractors that don't technically have to have a license, but we talk through it on other episodes of how to, ensure your contractor knows what they're doing. So we won't get
1: into that. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, so that's, architects are huge, obviously. And really though, if you're doing a large scale project or an addition, you have to have an architect and an engineer when you submit plans to the city, because the city obviously needs to make sure that everything's done up to code and done structurally well. So Your engineer will come along, your architect. Of course, you can always ask for referrals from all of those types of people, designers, GCs, architects, but the engineer obviously is like pretty self-explanatory. It's like, well, you don't want your house to fall down 10 years
0: down the the road. It's the most basic need that they have. Yeah. It's the most basic need of something you need for your remodel. Yeah. And the city used to just do structural walls. They required this engineer to examine structural walls, but it's every wall you take down it's every hmm. single wall structural or non-structural you have to have an engineer look at it and they have to sign off which in my eyes just means it's a cya for the city oh, for sure right they want the engineer to say yep that one is not non-structural or that one is structural
1: and here's our plan like the engineer is kind of the person i mean because they also have to tell the architect what's possible too so they're kind of like the person they are, you know, like they're the one. They're the ringleader. They are. That you want them at your party. <laughs> and they probably brought a nice bottle of wine. And it's either going to go well with them or it's not going to go well. Well, you get on their good side. You know, but yeah. that's what you need.
0: You have to know if you can remove that wall cuz usually you can, but it's just it is what, there, there going to be structure? a really big post Do yeah. you have to get like a steel beam that runs all the way across your house which that's gonna be expensive right yeah and those are the days in which you just really pray that you're lucky that day that everything's gonna go well because if the structure engineer goes in and says yeah you know what it'll be really easy you just put a beam here and the whole wall can be removed that is a day that like we are all Frolicking and singing and cheering, right? But when the structural engineer comes in and he says or she says, "Post can't go here. You need three posts. It's going to block your whole view, or you need a steel beam. It's going to cost you ten grand on the beam alone." Right? All that—that's when they are the de- the determining factor of what's possible of what's possible, and then how the rest of your vision is going to get laid out.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know? I know. It's crazy to think that there really is. I'm just thinking back on all projects we've done that require something structural. And it's just so nice too, because even as the GC, like if we're halfway through a project and let's say we run into something in the wall or we decide to do like a design change halfway through or whatever, like, it's just nice to have the engineer come out and say like, well, let's just see if that's possible. And it doesn't have to be, it's, it becomes very black and white. Like, Actually, everything's possible. It just depends on like how, how much, much money, money and okay. time and like yeah. design changes you want to make. But it's really nice to like rely on them to say like, okay, this is actually possible in your budget and I'll write up a report for it.
0: Yeah. And to clarify what Michelle was saying earlier is like we don't have design decisions mid-project. Oh, but if you yeah. find something that requires a design decision like in a wall or whatever, because we don't allow design decisions past... The vendor on site yeah. now like much early in our planning process
1: yeah but people used to do that to us oh well, I right was gonna say yeah I'm like thinking of, I was like oh yeah we should have yeah people used earlier. to do that to us they would change things up midway through a project and like,
0: sure let's have a window there yeah And then it, and then it changes everything we've planned for the whole project yeah. and let me tell y'all it is not as easy as one two three there's a hundred or hundreds of variables yeah. that all lean on each other. And you know, when one thing is changed, it affects the rest. The other thing I was going to say about architects is that they know so much about materials mm, and so much all the installation specs. I mean, how they come together, what material works better with this one that, that. their wide array of knowledge makes it so worth it of, mm-hmm. of just how they come together what works well together, how to waterproof something, right? They're the ones thinking through all of these details. And we know from an execution standpoint, but they know more from a like scientific architectural standpoint is the best way that I can put it.
1: Yeah, and they're just like so good at like, okay, this is super weather resistant. In Texas, you need weather resistant materials on your exterior. So it's just so nice that they have this knowledge that we normal folk don't have. <laughs>
0: We normal folks. oh my. Now it sounds like we're from the boonies. We're we're from the boonies. The boonies of Austin, Texas. Yeah. That we were (laughs) raised in the middle of the city. Yeah, Bustling. Uh, I like
1: that word. That's a fun word. Okay. So when you're going through the initial process and you're like, oh my gosh, where do I find all these people? Do not fret. It sounds like a commercial. I know. I'm like advertising. Yeah. Keep going. I like it. Okay. So I you could go one of two ways. Like, let's say you don't have any connections whatsoever. Honestly, I would just do your research. Like, ask for referrals. Ask people, who, like, anybody who's done a remodel, you could ask them. But also just, like, researching online. Ask to see their um, past projects. Talk about who they work with. Like, who's on their team. Do you have an engineer on the team? Like, what's your process, Right. So you could go about it that way. But also, like, if you know someone, they're most likely going to have referrals for you. And then you can kind of conduct your own interviews from there. And like worst case scenario, we have a lot of clients too that come to us and they're like, I don't have a designer or an architect or an engineer. I just know I want, I have this vision. And we're like, great. Okay, well, we can refer you out to those people. So you can always find them quickly once you start looking.
0: Yes. And the thing I'll say is nowadays, designers and architects we have a plethora of them so we can refer you out and engineers either are rolled into the architect's cost or it's rolled into a remodeling firm's cost like us if you're working with more of a solo single gc then it's probably not rolled in with their cost but most firms have it rolled in so that's one party you don't have to worry about if that makes you feel any better yeah. We handle the engineer at simply home
1: yeah for sure so you know? it's nice yeah it's nice that um because you've got all these heads into one project you know that all your all your stuff's going to be covered and you know that they're communicating with the city and they're communicating with us as the gc and it's like it's just so nice when it all flows because you really do have to have such a cohesive team because it doesn't it's not just one person leaning the pack it's like All of us have to kind of come together to make the vision a reality. So Mm -hmm. there's so many people involved and you want to make sure you hire people who know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. And in my head, I was trying to picture it like a football game where it's not like one person is running down the field and then they pass the ball and that person takes it and then this person stays behind. To me, it's more like an ever moving game where they're passing the ball off to us. We're passing it back to them but we're all working simultaneously, right? So even though you're following the ball, all these other people are doing something at once. And so just because you as the client, you're looking here, here, and here, that doesn't mean all parties aren't working simultaneously on something together, right? There's a lot of like background things happening, whether it's we're getting finalized estimate together, we're finalizing linear or square footage for our clients or... We are working with the designer to flesh out like how this ties in, how this tile ties in here. And if they want the raw edging or if they want chluta or whatever, their design choices, it's, we're always working through something, even though you as the client are focused on these things. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it really is vital. I think, I mean, we're obviously biased here because we have strong opinions, but it's because we do it every day and we see how smoothly a project can go when you have a designer on the project or when you have an architect on the project. I mean, it's not really up for negotiation in my opinion. No. We always recommend that people hire designers and architects and that's just, and that's just that.
1: And that's, that's that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Anything else that's like super important? I mean, I feel like we definitely hit the high notes of, of like the importance of each of those traits.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel um, like they're all vital in what we were talking about. And if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to us and we'll help clarify, you know, what what you need to do for your specific project. Because, mm-hmm. again, if you don't do this every day like us, it might not make a ton of sense So. Of why, but yeah. I hope listening to this episode provided some clarity. Yeah. So high notes, you need a designer. Just <laughs> yeah, just do it. They're yeah. worth the investment. Totally worth the investment. Make sure to budget for it. Also, don't spend too much on the design, and then get to the construction and not have money for that.
1: Oh, we've seen that and happen. A good point too is like understanding your material budget plus and then your labor budget. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean.
0: That is something. I mean
1: if. The designer is
0: doing their job. They're adequately budgeting with you, your material budget, your design budget, and your construction budget, Mm -hmm. because they're all different budgets. And whether or not you hire a design build firm or you work with all three parties, we're all going to be talking together about these budgets, Mm -hmm. right? And it's all something you're going to have to look at and decide what is my total budget that I want to spend. So circling back, high notes are designer. (laughs) Go back to those high notes. You got Gotta have that designer. Architect, now you know when, where, who, what, why, how. You need an architect. And then engineer and how they get involved and what's necessary with them. And now you know. Congratulations. And the party's over. You graduated the course and that's all we now have. Now you're for ready you. to remodel. Yeah.
1: Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Subscribe and follow us so we can share our journey with other like-minded women. You can visit our show notes for affiliate links, transcript, and other resources on our podcast page. And if you want to see our
0: stunning remodels, give us a follow on Instagram at Austin. See you next time. Bye, y'all.